Hey everyone, just wanted to say a few things before this episode starts. Um, most of you people are probably in the San Antonio area, or at least the Texas region, so you probably heard the news of what happened today over in Uvalde at Robb Elementary. Uh, when we recorded this episode and decided to release it as a surprise t- today, um, none of this obviously had happened, and... Nobody would have ever thought or even dreamed of it, um, even though it's happened many, many times. So uh, the dudes just want to give their absolute condolences and prayers to the families and the kids affected. Um, kind of at a loss of words because it was really hard to, to read about all that stuff, being a dad, you know, all of us here are parents. So... Um. Also want to say a big fuck you to the dude that did it. Don't even care to know your name or say it. it it's not important and, and we're not going to even think of it, but fuck you. Um, I'm pretty sure that I read that, that he was shot by the cops, so that's pretty cool. Um, Again, at a loss of words, absolutely fucking horrible. I got nothing else to say. Let's just give a little moment of silence for everyone affected at, at uh, Rob Elementary. Yo, dude. What's up, my man? How you doing? Chilling here with my old school friend, Carlos Avilar. What's up? What's up, homies? How you How's doing, it? man? Pretty good, man. It's uh, Friday evening. Uh, going to do this with you guys and then uh, going to head out with uh, La Waifa for a, a, a date night out. So, you know, we're excited when we get those nights. They're important. Know, we're, looking ready to, we're, we're ready to party, you know? That's those, awesome. Those nights are important, man. Uh, yeah. When you when you can get them in, definitely take them. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. What do you do, Carlos? Well, first of all, thanks for showing up, man. I appreciate it. Um, what do you do? I know, I know, we were talking about this earlier, but tell everybody what you got going on because I know you have another podcast. Yeah. So, what I do professionally is I work in construction. Uh, I've been doing it most of my adult life because uh, we had a family business that uh, has always been in construction, mostly on the concrete side, and then uh, on the fun side of things or you know is uh, i got a podcast called los libertinos where it's basically a show where i'm trying to um kind of amplify and kind of show a little bit of the latinos uh some of the liberty angles and sides of things but uh i also don't shy away from um you know interviewing people that I wouldn't agree uh, agree on on my on my uh, side of the political spectrum. So obviously, uh, libertarian uh, uh, libertarian side is it leans right. But uh, I've interviewed uh, uh, like Marxists from UK. I've interviewed uh, people that write specifically on the left, like uh, democratic socialists. And I'm going to be interviewing my biggest interview, at least mainstream, uh, some guy named James Pogue. That's a lefty that writes for Vanity Fair, wow. and he wrote an article about uh, the new right, and uh, yeah, so I've been studying up on on him, and I'm going to be interviewing uh, interviewing him next week. So sometimes I get these interviews that are very weird, where people are like, "You got them," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I just send them, I just send them a, a, yeah. a I just send them a message, and they're just like, ask. yeah, you know," and so. 
So that that's on the fun side, and then and then be, behind the Los Libertinos, behind that is also a, a, a CBD company that my wife and I uh, run called Paloma Verde, and it's all in the same vein of Los Libertinos and Paloma Verde is to kind of show Latinos that there's a different side to things than just thinking of the same normal novella style that the rich are bad and the poor are good and this these narratives that have always played in in the latino culture uh sometimes it's good to just change it up whether they're right or wrong it doesn't matter just good for to hear them and i want to be that person that at least somebody can go like man if you want to hear some of that different angle just go check out those libertinos he probably has something on that topic like that and that's and that's kind of the vibe that i try to do on the show cool and, man. and that's the name of the podcast los libertinos so it's a little play on liberty and latino so that's kind of the, the, home, the vibe man. of it that's, that's kind home. of the vibe that's, that's great awesome. man and and how long you been doing that the the podcast so i just had this past weekend, a Cinco de Mayo event, but it was May seventh, which was past Saturday, and it was uh, I've uh, it was my one year anniversary episode. So uh, even mm. though I didn't always do, uh, uh, I try to do a weekly episode, and uh, it was that would have been like my forty three. So I must have missed some weeks here and there, and that happens. You know, you can't get them all. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I've been doing it for one year, where I've dedicated, uh, you know, time where I have to. To do those podcasts, I have to take a couple hours out of the day. Uh, uh, I try to do them every Thursday, but also it's hard. It's hard because I have to get my wife and the kids out of the house because my daughter uh, Seni, she always wants to be hanging out and party. You know, kind of like playing with me. You yeah. know, so she can't do. So I have to get them out. Uh, in the last month, uh, about four or five episodes, we've been trying it where she's a little older now, where she kind of understands. Don't come this way so that's yeah. been kind of nice where my wife doesn't have to do the whole you know what is, what day are you podcasting so we can plan yeah. to get out of the house but so for one year i've been doing it and uh i um you know like i said i have this new big interview and that's gonna be my first one right after my one year so uh for one year i guess is cool man i mean you just walked in you saw my daughter over there and greg's daughter playing so like I mean, I know how that is because she. I guarantee at some point, probably my daughter is going to come in here and and, yeah. st- and say something at some point. So I know what it's like. And, and I don't know, man. You know, it's kind of funny. This wasn't really like the take on on what I thought we were going to talk about for a second, but I, I definitely want to get it out there for just a second. Like, so, what is it like struggling, balancing? I should say, like, um. Work life because you work construction that's tough and um, dad life or family life, but then your fun life with the podcast because it's like another full time job, dude. This shit is so demanding. Like they're like, oh yeah, me and Greg are like let's start a podcast. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be badass. We're gonna do it, and it has been. Don't get me wrong, it's been great, but it's a struggle sometimes. Like it with the editing. The recording's the fun part. Sitting here and talking, this is like the easy part. This is the fun part for me. Like I could do this all day. We could do it five days in a row sometimes, and it's like, aren't you burnt out yet? And it's like, no. But when I get to sit down in front of that computer and edit and stare at that screen all day, and then the other aspect of like the posting on social media, dude, that shit is a full time job, bro. <laughs> like it is tough. Like I I, I do it because I love it and it's fun. But what yeah. about you? Like how do you how do you manage all that? So could, so um. On my end, it's kind of uh, uh, I got into it. So I always thought that I could maybe do a podcast, but I never did until. Um, so on a, on our CBD side, we sponsor other libertarian uh, kind of shows, and in doing that, uh, one of the shows uh, it's called Counterflow with uh, Buck Johnson. Um, he's out of Lockhart, and he um, he told me, "Hey, can you send some files to my producer?" And then he said, "Hey." If you ever want to, um, he's my producer now. Hey, if you ever want to get into podcasting, this guy does mine, and I think he does a bunch of other shows. So I am just blessed that I really, on my end, I have to record. I upload the files to Google. In the beginning, I had to get all my music. I had a, but he told me, pay this guy so much money to make your music intro. Pay this guy to do your art. Pay this. So, and when you do all of all those things, then come back to me and up. You know, he. So I. So basically, I have to record it. So I do the fun part, and then I upload it, and, and then, then he somebody else does the and hard then, part, and then he does all of the production side. Yeah. And um, we pay for this. Uh, I pay like I don't know eight or nine dollars a month for a 
uh, a lips lip sync or lip I, I forgot what I, he told me basically everything to do and I can probably you know if you guys need help I'll send you whatever he told me but you pay like 10 bucks a month and then and then you upload to that and then it gets spread out to yeah. to to all of all of the all of the platforms and yeah. so he does all of that and um uh he does it with the intention that one day one of the podcasts that he's helping out and he does it for the liberty movement so like uh that might hit and i always tell him like if there if it gets to a point where i can pay you some money man i'm not doing it for the money i'm doing it right now to build up the show and if i can if i can give you some money then i'm you know i'll try to pay you some money for it but so he's a very cool guy on that side on the more personal side uh i've always liked to listen to podcasts so before i would just consume them and then i would just uh the release would be at uh, you know, I'm somebody that uh, I've uh, I've always liked to have parties or hangouts at my house. You know, right. Greg knows always yep. hanging out, having a good time. So I would always, whatever I would have learned that week on a new podcast or whatever that I heard, I would then let people know, like, "Hey, man, guess what I just found out?" or "Guess or this or that." So on that part, uh, I was always able to consume new content, and then I was able to let it kind of uh, fester in my mind a little bit, and then I would let it out the way that that I had. That, I mean, oh, with my own mix in it. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the family side, well, like I said, it was a, it, that is the hardest part, was getting the, the family out to do these shows, but it's getting better now where yeah. we, we're not going to have to. So I feel like we've gotten past the hardest part. And, you know, we're like, talking off air with Greg a little bit. It's about... You know, catching your rhythm, and then you get your rhythm, and then once you catch your rhythm, then you can either pick or lower the pace at your own, at, at your own desire or at your own speed and how you want to. So I feel like I've caught a rhythm now, and now I'm going to start entering the phase of where I can uh, either pick up the pace or slow it down. You know, I've also thought about uh, maybe doing shows every biweekly so I can have some more time to. Uh, take some of the content in because uh like for instance that guy that i'm going to interview that guy james pogue i've already started like so i'll find things to do to consume some of his uh, uh content because um uh, a lot of these guys it's interesting man on my podcast i don't they're like phd vatos yeah. and all this shit and they wrote books and all that well i've never been a reader i, I couldn't i cannot sit down You're and right. read somebody's book that's me yeah. yeah yeah so but i'll listen to them speak about their book or i'll listen to okay. them have interviews a so like somebody narrative. yeah you, you get to hear what they're saying and then so that's the way i've consumed it so i've already started consuming some of his stuff for that so I don't know if I really answered your question other than yeah, you, just, yeah. you just have to find your own rhythm in your life and things like that. So I mean, it's just like with anything else. You find the balance. You find out where that balance point is. And then you struggle to keep it there <laughs> yeah. as long as you can. Well, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of what um, brought everything for this show, uh, episode. You know how Carlos and I back in the day brought up uh, the metal room. You know? So, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Let's get into it. So so how do you guys like what, what's the connection other than I mean, the true I, connection. What's the yeah, what's the connection? What like what's the connection not only between you two, but the connection to be like why we're here talking rock what are we going to talk about what 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 a what a what a hit it with it so fly and soccer man yeah. so fly and yeah. soccer so i would reverse it i would say soccer football and so fly. And so fly. Yeah. <laughs> okay so so yeah we I, I mean i was thinking we we must have met in high school yeah. for soccer right so then that would have been the beginning of like how we started hanging out at at, at jeff mm-hmm. and then you would have been younger by a, a year, year or two, okay, a year. Well, I was a freshman yeah. that made varsity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was a junior. And yeah, so we were trying. I was a sophomore trying to make varsity, but I didn't. You were really good, so you went to var. So either I, well, I don't remember, but we ended up playing, you know, together, and then, you know, we started hanging out and uh, then getting into music. You were the one that showed me a lot of stuff that I didn't even know because. Uh, at the time, um, well, Miguel knew a lot of music, but you know, like well, we knew, he knew about Slayer and all that. Like, yeah, like what? Like what were you into, and what did Greg show you? Well, when you met in high school, I'm, I'm trying to think. So, so my so coming over here, I started listening to the one, the first metal album that was my Bible, right? And that was Ride the Lightning. Nice. That was the one that I would uh, actually on the side of the bed, you know, get on my knees, open up the little CD cover. Yeah. And at night, just fucking jam the shit out of it on your CD, you know, as long as they don't skip, right? It was those CD players, like, <laughs> you make sure that you didn't, it didn't fucking move, right? Because if not, it would, it would skip, it would fuck, you know. So then, uh, you know, you read that whole thing. And I remember just listening to it right now, coming over here, that that first uh, line, the first line of um, 
you know, uh, uh, of uh, Fight Fire with Fire, yeah. you know, that imprinted into my mind even up to now. You know, I don't I don't do anything to anybody that I don't want done to me. The Golden Rule, you know, it's it's called the Golden Rule for a reason. Right. And um, so from there, that was my cousin from Mexico got me that CD. And at that time, I would have not have listened to metal and that would have been like in third or fourth or fifth grade, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. I would have been liking like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer and, right, and right. shit and shit like we that, you know? Did. Yeah, you know, we all we talked all about did. that one already. You know, you we know, all, all that stuff. And then I got this album and I remember like, oh yeah, this is like heavy stuff. And then and then I remember like growing up, we grew up where uh, uh I just remember that I was a kid and I always was a class clown and I was hang out with everybody, but everybody had cable. So yeah. everybody would talk about MTV and all these uh, all this stuff, but when that conversation came up, I would always kind of like not not speak up because I didn't have that channel. Right. But and then um, I don't know if you guys recall on regular TV, there was this channel. Was, I remember the channel. Too, it was channel 19. It was called The Box. Uh-huh. Um, do you guys remember The Box? Mm, it's kind of. Vaguely. So it was a channel where you would call, honestly not too much. But okay, so you would call in and pay like two ninety nine to have them play your video. OK. And no. basically you would see what songs, what videos were coming up. And the first time that I saw uh, that I heard um, uh, Danzing's mother or watched the video, the mother and those people like on the like uh, cages and like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's fucking badass. You know, that's <laughs> fucking tight. That's that, you know, that's pretty tight. And then even on there, then 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 I listened to like Cemetery Gates yeah. and Pant- you know, So I would have listened to a lot of bands through there. Um you know, like uh, I remember, like the cool, the, the uh, well, for sure, Green Day out of there, the mm-hmm. whole Dookie album. Uh, I would have liked uh, Green Jelly when they were doing like yeah, the, the little the, pigs, big, little pig. yeah, that one, shit like that. I mean, you know, so so a lot of the stuff anything that I on got, Beavis and Butthead, but you didn't have Beavis and Butthead. So. I didn't have that, so I would have just listening to that, and then that's also when the gangster rap was hitting. Yeah, you know? yeah. so that was hard to me too. That was like, oh shit, yeah. So I remember like getting my first like, uh, you know. Uh, NWA tape that somebody had or whatever. Oh, and, wow. That's you know, you have even, to hide it because my parents didn't know. Yeah. But, but I, later on, I found out that my parents didn't even give a shit. That's like the music beginning of that to. stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was 94. The very beginning of the game. 92, 93. Yeah. So, so then I would have been into music and stuff like that. But uh, getting to know Greg, Greg would have showed me a lot more different albums that I didn't even know about, man. Like, uh, so yeah, like Soulfly would have been one. Uh, okay. Like, I didn't know, oh, that's the guy from Sepulchre. Yeah. Okay, you know. Cool. I mean, I didn't know that you knew that shit. So a lot of that stuff, Soulfly, Sepultura, and things like that. You know, we stuff. were about sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, that's how we got the connection through football and 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 shows and and then uh, <coughs> I guess then we would have then I would have I had a band or I started a band and you were always playing in bands. My cousin Miguel bands as the years progressed and then. Shit, we had like Halloween fest and shit at my house. My parents were always real cool, you know. So Badass. they let us have like high school uh, Halloween parties where we would have uh, like fucking <laughs> like the whole street blocked out and shit. And uh, so just just a lot of fun stuff like that. Because the you know? street was there, like everybody in that street was the neighborhood watching the show, and and then mm. plus all the kids that would do all the neighbors all the neighbors would be there hanging so, out. So, yeah. watching. Well, it was that. Our, our where I grew up in elementary, or well, our elementary was called Huppert's. It was like inside. It wasn't on a main street. It was inside of a little neighborhood. So for some reason, my street, the Continental, the two hundred block Continental, was the best street. I guess everybody thought it was either the safest or the whatever cleanest, whatever. It was just the. It always would bump the most on Halloween. Well, because y'all would just party the best. So I. So for some reason, so then y'all knew uh, how to do it. So we threw the the music, and I remember like people would say. Like for years, like oh, that was y'all's party. I remember hearing that shit over there by Woodlawn and down yeah. the street. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So we did it for like two years or three years or, or a couple years. And so that was probably some of the first shows that we did. We probably did together yeah. in that. Oh, you well, know, you played the White Rabbit, like in back then, like back yeah, in high school. Yeah, I guess I would have too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, like with, with Sputnik, with Sputnik, I was that was the band that I had, and oh, that's it was, what, that's, that was your band. That I was, was that's what it was. That was the band that I had in high okay. school with some uh, some some buddies there from high school. I remember, or, I remember those the, that name. Honestly, like I was telling Greg, there's a lot of these bands that were around at that time that like. I was a little younger, yeah. Um, so I don't really remember all of that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I remember the names. I remember hearing it. I remember hearing some of the music on some of that stuff. But um, I, yeah, I don't. I, I, 
not to be like, oh, I don't remember you guys. Yeah, no, no, man. It dude. was more or less an age thing. Dude, it was, so, uh, it, the band wasn't that great, you know. It well, was no, because I remember a, it was the just name. I definitely remember the name, like, and I, I remember seeing it on flyers and stuff. Yeah, we were yeah. promoting. Yeah, we would go promote. Yeah, so it was just the stuff that we did. Like, I mean, and I probably honestly saw you guys at a number of shows, especially because we're getting ready to talk about what, yeah, what it's going to lead up to. And I was at a lot of those shows, so I probably saw you guys a lot. Yeah, That's it why was it rang out too. I don't know. Yeah, at the time, you know, it was like into Soulfly Sepultura, like Co Chamber uh, stuff, like just different. So stuff like that. I mean, I was never really a good musician. Uh, I, I, I never tried to act like I was a. Uh, good at my craft. What did you play or do? Just the bass. Okay. I always like more just the, the bass. Don't put it off like that. Come whoa, on. whoa. With the one string, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> like. I, I, yes, dude. It was. Uh, so you, I, I like more you the leadership were influenced by Max. Yeah, yeah. Max style. I, I liked more the leadership side of the band. So I was the band leader. I would. I was always good at organizing the practices, organizing the. You know, uh, I liked more that part so i guess you could say the production side but it also almost le- manager like yeah yeah manager yeah it almost leads up into like what i do now as a general contractor or whatever right, so right. It, it, it always came easy for me to do that more and then i just learned the minimum to play in my own band <laughs> okay all right you know you know so that's yeah. that was kind of the vibe you know of, of, of what i had going on so what led up to the, oh go ahead greg that spawned um today we prevail Mm-hmm. That that uh, kind of grew with the upcoming hardcore scene, metalcore scene. That what with all sincerity was. So you were in that band too. Yeah, that was a band that okay. I guess me and uh, uh, Daniel would have been. We would have been the two leaders of the of the band. We 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 ended so up connecting forces. I definitely saw you guys then there, um, like at that time. Cause oh I, yeah, yeah. I remember that name for sure. I remember, um, and I was telling Greg all this before, and that I I I didn't know him. But I always remember seeing him. Um, I guess Daniel, the, yeah, the redhead, yeah, big redhead dude. <laughs> I mean, he stood out like crazy. But I remember seeing him all, a long time ago at all the shows. Yeah. Same with like I was telling Leroy. I remember seeing Dalen at all the shows. Like I didn't know him, and I still don't know these guys. But like, I, I'm not gonna say oh I grew up with them because they yeah. don't know me either, and we probably only like communicated and intersected a couple times. But we were at multiple shows. All throughout my childhood, like yeah. at least. Yeah, so so the Today Prevail part of my band stuff would have been like the most fun because uh, I shared responsibilities as, on the leadership stuff. But right. also we were a better band at that time. You know, whatever Daniel brought along with some, uh, his friends that came into the band, we all connected together. Uh, that the t- at that time, Eli was the drummer and, and my, 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 my friend uh, Rolando was on guitar. I was on bass. And then Daniel brought his friend. Uh, man, I forgot the, all these names, man. But yeah. you know, but that was fun because now we were like, it was like if Sputnik was just a way to grow into something better. And at that time, those were, those shows were fun. You know, I was trying to think about like what was some of the like my favorite shows that we had, and 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 I'll never forget. I always hope that somebody has a recording out there. There has to be, but it was a uh, we played at Sin Thirteen. So we were the local band that played at Sin Thirteen for uh, like. For like opening up for whatever bands were for like for terror, it was terror and uh, they were the, the headliners. But man, oh, wow. that was badass, man. We had people jumping off the speakers yeah. and all kinds of shit, and 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 you know <laughs> it, that that was bad. There has to be if there's a recording out there, please send it my way, man. I never kept any, I never kept any gear, shirts. I, I never, I never kept anything. Uh, you know, I, CDs, I don't know nothing. I never kept anything. So if anybody has anything out there that they want to sell, hit me up, and I, uh, I definitely want to show uh, my daughters one day and be like. You see, like, your daddy is cool, or he was cool back in the day. You know, <laughs> is it either. at least out there, like, either on Spotify or YouTube or whatever? There's some YouTube videos. There's some YouTube stuff. So there has to be some videos because people yeah. were recording. But, you know, h- how do I ask? So this would be a good way. If anybody's out there, like, send me some stuff, man. I'd, hey, it'd be cool. Send be it in. I, and I think at the transition of that, um, I was getting a lot of the um, artists, like, you know, coming through with all sincerity to, to make shows. And so I know y'all intersected at school, like in school. Um, were you in a band yet at that point? Yeah, Switch 70 kind of was already kind of a was thing. It was about 99. Like, okay. Um, so right before it became with all yeah. sincerity, pretty much. Yeah, and then that's how we knew Jarrett, the punk rockers. Yeah. You know, and that's 13 Fatal Strikes and, and Alan, like all the, you know, Duff. We were, uh, yeah, that, that Duff that, will be on here in a little while. Yeah, that, that um, you know, they came from that scene, like. 
the it was the punk rock scene. That, okay, and that would have been like Longfellow Jefferson people, right? Yeah, like that, Jared. That, you know, yeah, Jared, yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah, Jared. Yeah, uh, uh, disruptive union, right? And the I, names, you know. But I, yes, I think that's what they were. They were, and they were, you know, growing at the same time. And we were playing at the Peacock Center, and um, that's how the Metal Room came came with. You know, I had these bands, and, and yeah, how did that come about? Greg was trying to tell me the story sort of earlier. Um, so you guys are in bands, like you're in. Uh, at the time, at that time, I would have been either uh, like late to... Sputnik, and maybe Today Would Prevail start like starting to, or okay. maybe even like at the end of when you did Today Would Prevail because it was more. No, no, no. Metal Room would have been at the kind of when like Today Would Prevail didn't even exist, man. I don't think Ooh. so. I think Sputnik at the time was at the end when we were we did our last album with Ben. Dr- Dr- what's Ben from Protein Shake? Yeah, he came on the band for the last album to help it record it, and he actually then ended up playing with us for a little bit and then uh then after that is when we kind of let the, ben took off i think out of town yeah and then we were kind of then that you know the opportunity came from having some of these shows but like i think it just came from that greg had you know i've always been an entrepreneur so or i guess i could see that mindset at least yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i could see i could see money you know yeah. on i could see it whether anyway i could see it uh, and um, and so I just remember like him saying, "This is how much it costs to have a three bands," and then and then me being like, "There's an empty place there. Let's just call the. <laughs> let's just you know, let me call." And the guy was this guy named uh, Mike something. M- Mike Zoziskis <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name was. In, is it in Balcony Heights, man? Like, yeah, yeah. It was so there was this corner place, and uh, I don't know. We I just called like this is a place. You just we, saw it. I just saw it. You didn't empty. know anything about it. N- nothing Whoa. about. Saw a sign with the number. I guess a sign that says for lease. You know. Yeah. And we just called, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's like two thousand dollars a month." I was like, "Well, we only need it for a night. <laughs> you know how much for the night and things like that." And then uh, he told me a price, and he goes, "Yeah, but you guys got to get out." And you know, basically, it was his dad's business, but he was trying to get some little side pocket, <laughs> like some little side money. You know. So I booked uh, the. Uh, figure what the, four. What was the first show there? What fig, was the first show? I think it was like a local with Missy Nandy, uh, with All Sincerity. Uh, the first one, like there was not a. It was not a. We just tried it out first, or what? No, I think we just we. we I had think a, we just did try to. We try just tried it out. It out? Yeah. Okay. And and then and then figure four and seven angels, Kate Gorgeous, like yeah, a lot uh, of bands where you like a lot of bands went through there that I saw now get paid shows. that now get like who knows how much to get paid, but I remember at the time. You know, you were telling me, man, I don't remember the numbers. I mean, you might know the numbers, but it was like, you know, we just say it now because that was so long ago. But it was like, you would say like, oh, this three band combo is like 400 bucks or something or 300 bucks for all four. Like, and these are like big name bands now, you know, but back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, and I was like, wait a minute, man. But if we, you know, we can fit this many people in here. Can you, can you get those numbers? You're like, yes, we'll get those numbers with the locals and this. And then I was the one like getting nachos and getting like all the shit to sell and yeah. And then at the end of the night, at those nights, we'd go we, to we, Denny's. We, we'd go pick out at Denny's, but and we had some money in our pockets at the end of the night. So it was always cool, you know. Like it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, and a lot of people uh, always uh, enjoyed those shows. There were not, there was no alcohol there, but there was the I don't know yet lounge next door <laughs> so people that were of age they would have just gone over there to drink or drink right. in the parking lot whatever you know like the parking lot for sure even yeah. when we weren't old enough we would drink in the parking yeah, lot. yeah so you just yeah so you yeah. just because so, i mean i remember i went to a lot of shows there and i remember that quite well um and yeah we had we were, we were drinking the parking lot or something or before we even got there yeah and uh we had that we made like our own sign that we that we got up and it was made out of like i don't know cardboard or some shit and it said the metal room painted the metal room and stuff like that yeah yeah so that was just uh really like uh yeah it's diy it was really diy kind of style take it down take it and some pretty cool names i mean i get that one confused with the peacock center a lot because like i said i was a little younger but like i they would be back and forth yeah but um I remember seeing some really good shows at both those places. I couldn't tell you exactly which ones that specifically Metal Room, but yeah, the, but some that, good names. Like, like the, what are some of the bands that roll through there? Shoot, at both of them? Or? Yeah, or well, at, or the Metal Room. I guess you, Metal Greg Room. Would know, but, Greg would know. You know all this shoot, stuff. Shoot, man. I mean, the Metal Room. I'm. I'm I mean, I, I only think of uh, Figure Four and, and Seven Angels. Um, 
because it it jumped over to four G's because one of the guys from the band. Uh, that Pete. was his uncle's shot. Pete. Pete. Mean Pete. Mean Pete. Mean Pete. I've never seen a few shows at 4G's, too. So it kind of just skipped over there because we had uh, Between the Bear to Me and uh, a Horse the Band. Horse the Band. A and then I guess lost. he wanted us to. Re- oh, somebody wanted to actually lease the place. So that's that's what got us kicked. You know, if not, he didn't care. He always liked his his money for. You know, we, we always have yeah. like at least two shows a month. It felt I feel like, like or, I, I saw um, Sky Came Falling. I only booked them once. That that was at Peacock. Was with, it with okay. From Autumn to Ashes? Okay. But and, you and know, the bowling alley with the, the From Autumn to Ashes was at the bowling alley. Yeah, sure. you know? dude, that's a legendary show because everybody that's been on here has talked about that show so far. <laughs> dude, Everybody's like, "What up? about the Bender Bowl?" The bowling you? alley. Yeah, okay. dude, that show but, is fucking amazing. But okay, it all comes down to Marcotte. From when he was in Garden of the Worm, he had a new band called Squalor. And it was about that, just going to community senators or, or you know, just open areas. Uh, you know, shout out to Bilo, lighting engineer of extent, you know, like, just give us the canvas, we'll do the rest. You know, we, the, that's what we did in there, man. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like we went, okay, who who got the peacock? Was that you to go ask him who got the peacock? Well, the first one was Derek from The Heroine, uh-huh. um, well, ex-heroine, but... Um, he started booking his band there, and then and then other people started and then doing when it. He got us on there, and then eventually we started communicating I, with the people with there. The right? actual the people, yeah, and it just got too big for that. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, I mean, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So the idea of being able to put shows, and we were young, so you know, and then I remember that uh, you said I was not there, but. They said, "Oh, Rick from the White Rabbit said, uh, we uh, I heard, you know, why are you here, you know, trying to get shows at my place? I heard you have your own little thing going on and and then um you were the one that told me that. I mean, I was not there or something, but I there was like was, there, that's the second occasion. The first one was us being banded from from the actual well, that's like, when it started cuz y'all got banned from the White Rabbit yeah, with all and, sincerity. And then we were like So you started come, doing your own shows at places. And, exactly. And so and then I probably it linked up a, and found the metal room. Well, but no, I probably brought a bit, uh, I wanted to say, "Hey, let's do this." And I mean, I was a kid. I wasn't I was just trying to book a show next, you know, like yeah, and then I think that Rick, the White Rabbit owner, and this guy Mike were either like they went to high school together or oh, something. I didn't know that. And they had like beef, like oh, oh and yeah, they, they and had Rick, like beef. Rick was a not only a club owner, he was a lawyer of the city, like a big uh, or a real estate guy or something. So they 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 had when I would bring up, oh fuck that guy, you know he's a weasel and all this. They just talk shit like that. But uh, so but we're just kids, you know. We're I don't know eighteen or nineteen or whatever. Okay, you know, that's adult shit. Like, you know, those guys at that time must have been 40s or 50 or Rick 50 or older and that guy Mike, you know, so. Yeah. But that was the behind the scenes kind of stuff that, you know, was how you get those shows, you know, people, you just get those places. But yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, a lot of people went through there and, and, and you know, I, I think it's cool that, you know, that we were able to kind of be the, the ones to put our heads together and just make it happen, you know? I mean, sometimes that's just what it takes, you know? So even like your efforts on this show, you got to put your heads together and just do it, you know? So that's what we do. And yeah, yeah man, you know, that, Make that's, it happen. that's what, uh, you know, Wade and I talk about like umbrellas and then, then the branches of, of, of different things. And, you know, one is, is graphics. And we did that for you the other day, you yeah. know, like we've, we've always had that connection of just doing and doing it. You know, we don't know how we're going to get there, but we're going to get there and, and we just got to keep going and, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've always uh, the the term that I like to use, and uh, uh, I I like to u- uh, use a term like a uh, 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 aligned interest. So I like to we we should you should always get uh, uh, people like get get around people that have your interests at, at uh, that are aligned with you. So right. that way you can build momentum off of each other and 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 elevate each other the the, the same time. If somebody's interest is the opposite direction, there has to be a very good reason to try to work with them because or, or the the risk the risk uh, reward ratio ha- you know it, it, otherwise let let them go they're going somewhere else you know right yeah, but right. like you know so i've always I, I like to use that term uh, uh, uh align your interests with the people that uh are going in the same direction that you want to go and so uh, you know uh we were we had aligned interests at the time i would have not thought about it that way i was too we were kids you know but 
you know, we aligned our interests. You know, we had musical interests. We wanted to have some extra weekend money interests. Yeah. We liked, uh, you know, we were trying to promote our own sh- band Dang. interests. And, you know, I mean, um, so, you know, that's why we did the things that we did. And we also did it with the love of the music. And, and then also, like, when you sit back and you see a big show and you're standing back there, you know, it gives you a good feeling, you know. So I, so I always enjoyed that feeling of uh, being able to basically, you know, us try to put like a show on so yeah the idea of like having your own club yeah we, we never did or you know in, in in that little space we did but yeah it feels fucking good to have like a place like that you know so yeah well, i'll never, I mean, forget, never forget that i wouldn't call it your own club because i mean i don't know if it ever got that far at least like on like um like on my for my aspect as far as like a an attendee um but it was something that was like as small as it was it made an imprint yeah. And it was like at least for for me and like in my my um I guess my generation or my age group that was in that scene, it's a small pocket, but it made a big imprint on that small pocket. Um so that's pretty neat, man. Like I don't know. I I think it's super cool to say like, "Oh, I was kind of responsible for bringing some of these bands and this bands into this town and it was this place and 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 that is I had, like you it was it it was more than a hand. It was you two like that had your hands doing it and that was it." Yep. Yeah, but, no, that's but, for sure. That's badass. But I mean, that's the same with with the bands that were coming through here in the '80s, and the '70s, and the '60s. Like, well, yeah, it happens those, everywhere. And yeah, like they had their own uh, people of the time. Uh, we were just kind of, we brought that to our home city. Like, it, like the, I said, it's a small pocket, but it made an imprint on that small pocket, though. Yeah. That's what's cool, man. So, what brought it to an end? Like we're talking about the, all, all the glitz, the the glory I'm, of it and stuff. Or what? What? Yeah, I touched upon a little bit. I think they just needed to rent it to somebody else, and he said, "Look." So he was cool. Like, I need, you know, this place rents for two thousand. It's a big old place, or or whatever. I don't even know the amount. It might not, whatever it was. And I tried to make it work. And I'm at the time. And you just needed a consistency. The, well, you, you know, now you're talking about you well, need we to had have dates. Yeah, yeah, like like, like it, it. The math didn't know, work. The yeah. math didn't work. And I'm good at seeing the numbers. And I was like, man, now to get to pay rent, and you know. It started not being. It needs to be more legit than what it is. Yeah, yeah. You need to get a liquor license. Out of your hands, yeah. Yeah, you you have to actually have like an actual uh, place. And I think, you know, I think I might, I don't remember at the time how we said it, but it would have been like, we just can't. Let's let's just move somewhere else. And I think we've been across the street for so so many shows. So the tire shop, right? And by that time, uh, Today Would Prevail, we played there several times. And by that time, it wasn't. We, I wasn't at Sputnik anymore, but I wasn't that. But yeah, those tire shows, those tire shop shows were badass. You know, I mean, that was. I mean, I remember. The, I mean, it was pretty crazy, man. But that was fun. Four G's, you know. I used to. Trip well, the, the cool, the coolest thing is that we lived right down the street. We'd load up, go over there, and then come right back. It was never. Like I used a to far, freak far out far so much on how there's like this hardcore metal show, and there'd be bad. It would be packed. And we're in a fucking a tire shop. We're like, that's all. Everyone's tripping over power tools or the possibility <laughs> of it, or like fucking the lifts, the tires. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some of those shows. I mean, granted, it never got so crazy to where they're like throwing tires. I mean, the just, liability, like of ransacking yeah, place. The liability, oh, right? The liability Ocho, of doing all this. Like, show would have had a problem with those. Holy shows, shit, dude! <laughs> there's no way you can get away with something like that nowadays. At least not that I know of. Yeah, if you shut down so quick by someone, somebody's pissed off parent would be in the parking lot well, waiting for their kid or so get mad or like to, something. It's also it's so easier for it to be live now, and and people can see that. Right, like, right, right. You know, like, but you know what? You know what? Without you know, just freestyle thinking here, I think the the real like power at B from those two places why we never got shut down was uh, I don't I don't know yet lounge. They would have had the power from the Balcony Heights connection cops to say, oh, I see what you know, you're so they probably didn't mind that there was a show across the street because maybe some people might have gone to go to their, you know, so they would have the power to say, I think like, you yeah. know, hey, shut them down. They're bad for my business. And then, the you know, because yeah, they, the, the they've been there so long right there too. the you, wall was it was literally the next thing over. They heard. Right. It. So, yes. So. The drums was right in the corner, yeah. man. They they were they heard it. So, That's but crazy. they didn't mind it. 
if they if they did, they would shut it down. They would just call the cops and shut it down. Right, I see what you're saying. They it's fucking the, up the alcohol business. They had the power to do so, but they I think, didn't. I think. I mean, I never asked. We never. But if we were to talk to, you know, like, why didn't you ever? They would say, no, man, you guys were good for business. You know, oh, you know, like you guys brought in some business. You know, their business yeah. is old school. The you know they yeah. have their veteranos. Well, but you know, the, but the, I see what you're saying. But I think commu- I would think that's what had happened. And the kids around, you know, in the hood, they didn't trash the place. No, no, it was all cool. You know, like. When Balcony Heights saw that, they never gave us issues, you know, like they, it was, it was bringing the economy, you know, for those nights, you know, a boost. <laughs> yeah, well, even that corner. Somehow, but it did. Yeah. Well, even that Chevron in the corner probably got you sales, go. you know, got sales. So, you know, you, you, you can't just do uh, Stock those up on shows. candy bars. It's we, Thursday night. We didn't have the, the kids are across the street. Hey, Carlos, we didn't have the Lucas to put in, you know, in the Cheeto bag, the, the hot Cheeto. We, yeah, you have to go yeah, across the street. Yeah, you gotta go across the street. But, yeah. I mean, that had to have been it, you know, because, yes, anybody could just say, there do, do they even have permits? next to it, too. You know, do they have permits to, to be on? And so the cops never, nobody, they never, we never had a cop come in and go, do you have permits? Nothing. Nothing. So, so, so we were either blessed or we were blessed by the businesses around there that yeah. said, hey, they're just kids, let them have fun. And also they're buying some shit, you know? So I would think that's probably what it was, you know? Badass, man. So are you, are you still into like, um, I guess heavy music today? Do you still listen to heavy music? No, man. Or? I mean, I, I listen to like the the stuff that I used that 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 I like. Yeah, yeah. You know? Not necessarily like today as a new stuff today, but today as in like you're not a kid anymore. You're no, you know Do what? You still uh, listen to something? Yeah, no, not really, man. I like I like to listen to like Everyone's corridos, na- na- narco oh, yeah. corridos, <laughs> all my narco corridos and stuff like that. Uh, so like every once in a while, if I feel like uh, I want something fast. I'll listen to like Slayer's Diddlehead, you know that 1994 one. Yeah, it's very political. I kind of yeah. like that kind of vibe. Uh, 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 I'll listen to some stuff like that, or uh, always Hate Breed. Hate Breed's always good. Uh, okay, but but I don't. But I don't. Uh, I don't. You don't acti- go out of your way and act. Yeah, actively listen to it and stuff. No, man, I I I, I don't. I do not. So uh, I do tell the story about when I didn't. Uh, uh, so I consider this part in my life like a, one of the fork in the roads. So when when Today We Prevail was going to go tour on the East Coast for the first time or the, or Daniel had set up yeah. like potential touring, that was also a time when um, uh, he had said like, well, we're going to go on tour. And my parents were always cool. So they had said, like, yeah, if you want to go on tour, you, you can go on tour. But at that time, we were also – my parents were building uh, – their first like spec homes, little homes that they were building. And then, you know, I've always been a very kind of like thoughtful person again with numbers. And I remember just thinking like, okay, well, our style is kind of hate breedish style. So I went to go Google hate breed and how much money do they make in a year? <laughs> and then, and then, and then I, I saw the number and I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. You but found yeah. you found the number back then. I think it was like uh, the 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 main um, sing, the, the, the 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 lead singer Jamie guy yeah. maybe like three hundred k a year. This was like in two thousand three. You know that's what he would make on a year for tour. But you he know? he was doing like Headbangers Ball and all that stuff too. But still, well, that's the number that was online. So yeah. I said that's a pretty good number. But I was like, you know what? We're nowhere, 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 we're nowhere near being hate breed. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, they were already legendary at that point. So, yeah. So then, so then I just did the math, and I was like, I need to learn how to build houses because that, in the long run, is going to make me real money. And then I just remember just telling were Daniel, you, I, I just told Daniel like, Hey, man, I can't be in the band anymore, you know. And then they, then they turned it into the Bit bitter, end. the bitter in. Yeah. And and were actually, you know, I never thought about it that that that, that, that it, it was a clean ending. Yeah. But the bitter end, you know, it's funny. Yeah. But uh, but that that <laughs> you know, I never thought about. But then that's the way it go, that went. And um, I always thought it was cool <laughs> that um, I don't know if they still play it. Maybe they do. But that the, the uh, there was a song called uh, "Caught," which was always the one that we had with "Today We Prevail." Was one of our like hit ones that everybody liked. And uh, I always thought it was cool because uh, me and my friend Rolando, from Sputnik to through "Today We Prevail," we were the ones that would make the music. Yeah. We would go barbecue. And again, I was never good at uh, actually playing, but I was good at like uh, uh, mouth- mouthing off the chugs, you know, like whatever the yeah, fuck, yeah. whatever. You just freestyle the things, and, and then by the time we knew it, we had a song structured, and then we would take it to practice. Daniel had lyrics, and then we would say, "Look, check out this song," and then 
And then it was kind of like magical because during Sputnik stuff, I was the one writing the lyrics and all that. Like I, I was very too much into it like that. It, it was a lot. It was a lot more creative with on, on the Today Prevail stuff. But yeah, so then that's what happened. You know, I was just like, it, it was uh, my last show that I played. It was uh, with. Uh, uh, what's that girl? Uh, Walls of Jericho and uh, oh, a hundred, oh, wow. uh, hundred demons was the oh, closer, wow. and we played there, uh, right there by Sac, uh, the, next to the Hogwild. There was like a place there for a little the bit. Canadian, the sanctuary. The, yeah, or what, I don't know what it was called at the time. Maybe that's what it was called. I think it was. Okay, I so that was, I think it was kind of the same place, same name, Communion Sanctuary. Well, it, the PJ uh, Junction, I think. Petticoat. But well, whatever Petticoat. it was called. See, I don't even no, remember what Petticoat it was called. Was on on uh, by Alamo Draft. Uh, now you know by Alamo uh, Blue Star. <laughs> Shit, I don't fucking know. Yeah, but right there. So that was the last show, and I remember too. I had I had already for like about I, that was. Uh, I never really started. I never. I really never started drinking until. I really was of age. My parents didn't drink, yeah. and and I didn't start drinking. So then, I remember at that time too. I think the question of touring was up in the air, right? And I remember uh, I tried to. I got really like buzzed out and like drank a lot more than I would have drank before a show, and I wasn't good. I remember I was sloppy, and then I said, you know what? I remember that almost confirmed like. This shit ain't for me, you know. I know there's motherfuckers that could do it like fucking hammered and fucking and and they and they can. So it's not in me. It's not in me like that. So that that I remember that helped me like kind of also make my decision like, you know, you if we go play, on tour, if we go on tour, we're gonna be partying, hanging out, and it's just gonna I be a mess. Play drunk, so I can't play. Yeah. Just don't party. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Like I remember that I just. I'm just. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too hard. I know. So anyway, but uh, that was the last. That was the last show. That was a cool show, I and mean, I remember that show was fun. But so. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, it was, a, and then it shifted to Bitter In, and they got their thing on still, and, and that's and good for them. You know, I always talk to Daniel about, let's do a Today or Prevail reunion show, you know, just for fun, and he always just kind of like, eh, you know, which is fine, but, you know, it's cool. Do you still ever play, like, bass? No, man. Ever? You got, do you have one later on? No, no, man, I, I did have a cool setup. I, I had a, a hard key double stack, yeah. which was cool. It was like a... A fifth, back then, back then, yeah, fifteen the, on the bottom, and then four tens on the top and the head. Man, that was cool, man. I, I just had it like on one, and yeah. I remember, boom! Oh shit, just felt that shit. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah, my, my mom bought me that. Uh, she was cool about that. And then I remember when I when I finally like gave it all up, I traded it for her. I traded it. Uh, for a paint job on my mom's house. Okay. So I just gave it back to her, like you know. Yeah. It was never like. You know, we're—I guess—I I, was—we're blessed enough where like she we was able to get it for me, and then I just said, you know, you want the house painted? I got a deal for you from this guy. Wants to—he wants to play Tejano and he likes my setup. Is it cool, mom? Well, see, okay, well, you know. So then, so go. then, so then, the paint job on the house was so you know nothing ever got wasted. It, yeah, it all got recirculated. Yeah, good. You know, and I—I I, look what I was trying to say earlier is that um, we always said how we've kind of built the city in in different ways. You know. But together, like, we did the metal scene, right. a piece of it, you know, did, at a certain time. You did the rock scene with, with the concrete. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And, like, you did the metal scene it's and then all, with the metal and then you did the rock scene way. with the We've concrete. We've always been involved in rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Okay, so now now it all ties in. Dudes talk rock. Yeah. We're talking construction a little bit and we're so talking talk about the metal the, room this time. Let's talk about the prices of concrete going up. <laughs> 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 Very cool, oh, man. man. This has been fun, man. I appreciate you coming out. Um, I know you got a little bit of time restraints, so I, I don't know if and we still got more time, but we can cut can it we off. Where can we find you, man? Like, yeah. yeah. Where, so, where, uh, well, yeah, where can everyone find you and your podcasts? And, and so, you can find uh, Los Libertinos on any uh, on any podcast platform on on YouTube uh, for sure. If you can, if, if YouTube is where you go, you'll get the live versions of it. And, yeah, video uh, then. The, the video versions oh, on YouTube. Oh, cool, cool. And um, and for sure, hit subscribe. Uh, uh, my efforts are are sincere that I want to try to um, uh, uh, have Latinos get exposed to uh, some liberty uh, angles and stuff. But also for anybody that isn't Latino can then also get exposed to a Latino interpreting some of the stuff that they that I get to see. You know, so um, in this one year episode that's going to be coming up, there was conversations about uh, a, a monarchism, you know, coming back, uh, and also uh, the 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 what is it called, the Orthodox Church, and also uh, and how I try to tie in uh, football as a part of my agenda to to unify 
uh, and not have so many political divisions. So my agenda is basically that I want Texas to win a World Cup before the United States does. So for that to happen, I need Texas needs to separate itself <laughs> and then. The have, it, have, it, ha, have the Republic of Texas needs to win a World Cup. So, yes, I, uh, it's funny, but also kind of think like, yeah. you know what? It's funny to think that uh, we can bring a socialist utopia. And it's also funny to think that we can bring uh, a no government utopia. So those are also utopias that don't are really going to happen. We have to deal with reality. So I'll deal with I'll try to manifest my own reality the best way I can by saying, yeah, That's if Texas wins man. a World Cup. I want to say that I was also a part of bringing that up. And, and if it doesn't, well, who gives a shit? You know, it wasn't going to happen anyway. So. <laughs> the World Cup's going to be in your backyard, right? So, yes, I, I built a stadium in my backyard that's meant to be the epicenter of, uh, of, of me having people come over, play, you know, family. It's meant to be like family people, like community people. Like it's, it, it's part of my realm to have my own stadium in my house. You know, I've got blessed enough to be able to do it and then i just want to normalize the conversation of like hey have you ever heard of the idea of texas winning a world cup you know what do you mean that's pendejo i know about but i'm just telling you it can happen you know so i'm just trying to normalize that as part of my agenda and Mm. if that's something that you think is kind of cool or not to me i think it's fucking metal to think that uh you can like uh talk about texas winning a world cup and why the fuck not well badass man thank you man so much dude yeah, thank yeah. you for having th- thank you for having me on man and uh of course and uh I'll, we'll try to uh uh have you guys on the show and oh, and, 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 and it'll be fun to try to get some exposure yeah. out and we all have fun that's all it's all about is spreading love man that's and all also, i've been doing is this is just having fun and spreading love the um vanessa and yours company the the cbd company too yeah yeah go for sure uh check out paloma verde cbd.com and use the promo code chingasos and you'll get a twenty percent off anything on the on the store. It's a it's a, a, a small mom and pop shop. Like literally, it's we run it out of our our home. So uh, we're trying to build that up too. So uh, yeah, for sure, hit that up too. Man, thank you, man. Great, cool, cool. All right, dude, you got anything else? No, just um, love you both, man. I'm glad we're we're doing this. I love we're... you guys. I do. <laughs> I love you guys. I do. That's what you're saying. I love you guys. <laughs> I do. I made a little picture of us online, yeah, and it says, <laughs> "I love you guys." All right, thanks, guys. Peace. Yep. Later, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. You can't hear me calling your name? No, man. I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude. Can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair. And make sure and tell them the dude sent you.